You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gem you found. Now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Fish Food, a podcast from Little Fish Accounting. I am your host, Keila Hill Trawick, and today I am here with Stephen Miller of Locale. And we are going to talk a bit about kind of what they do, how they offer services to small businesses, and how they transitioned into the method that they use now in order to provide these services. So, hi, Stephen. Hey, Keila. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm good. Um, Why don't we start with you doing a brief intro to tell us about you and what you do well, I guess what you do specifically as related to low-cast since you do all of the things. <laughs> um, well, I am a freelance graphic designer and I'm also an entrepreneur. I have a, have a couple businesses, a photography business, and but but I also, you know, co-founded Locale three years ago with Allison Bashar. She's a I'm not sure what she would call her. She's a designer then here in the DC area. What is the mission of Locale? What are you what are you all looking to do? With Locale, we just we recently we recently pivoted. Now we just provide, you know, pop-up co-working days in non-traditional spaces just to help connect people who travel or work remotely, you know, give them a constant change of scenery. Our mission is to provide a, a new space for people to be inspired by every week. You know, since transitioning to this model, like we've just been going to some, we've been using like the really interesting spaces that we, that Allison and I as freelance entrepreneurs that we would go to and frequent to get work done. We've been activating them as spaces for people to come and co-work. Interesting. So how did you all start this business? Like what led to the development of Locale in the first place? It was really born out of necessity. Um, You know, being a freelance graphic designer, I just, I found myself, you know, working out of a lot of different spaces, trying to get things done. And, you know, before the co-working boom, a lot of freelancers found themselves in similar spaces, coffee shops, restaurants, you know, trying to take calls and get other things done throughout the week. You know, no matter how nice your home or office is, I think everyone wants to get out and be around people and place and new people in new places from time to time. It was I would say it was a problem, but it was just a kind of a lifestyle that the two of us had developed. We just started inviting like more friends to do it with us, and we were like, you know, we really think that this is something that we could do, you know, as a business, Um, and we could grow our community and. You create this as a resource for more people. Like as far as an idea, like we initially we had, you know, the idea to open up a physical space, and we did. We had a physical space for three years, but it we really kind of got away from. I feel like we got away from what we really, what really drew us to, like the model in the first place, which was getting excited to go somewhere outside of our home, you know, and. It was just hard to do that when that was always the same place. We had we came to like a crossroads where we could decide like, hey, like do we want to really like set our roots down and grow in this space, 
or do we want to go in this different direction um, that is honestly more appealing? And I mean, just, just us talking about it, it wasn't even like a hard decision to make. We were like, you know, we just, we would much rather be doing something that we and other people are more excited about. That was, that's kind of how the business evolved to where it is now. Yeah, I'm curious about that, even like as you talk about it and kind of the mission for what you wanted to provide and what you were actually providing to the people. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like the people who need this service and need these spaces, honestly, have reacted to the pivot? How do you feel like it's servicing them better than when you were out of your kind of brick and mortar spot before? For a lot of people, well, I mean, the specific, I'm talking to myself as an example, but and some of the people I've talked to, like, it really is more than just having a place to work, you know? Like, it's about, you know, feeling motivated and being and meeting new people. That's really what is marketed to people in the co-working space. It's like, hey, like, here's this space that you're going to be excited about. And it's beautiful. And it's, you know, well lit. There's interesting people here, you know? And I just feel like this this model was a way for us to give people back that excitement because you know having run a physical space for three years like you just it become it just becomes another office you know and specifically DC um, DC and New York which are the two places that we host our pop-ups there's just so many beautiful spaces that people just either don't know about or they're not like in their part of the city, taking that load off, like trying to find an interesting space that's going to have like the outlets that you need, is going to have coffee, you know, because those little things can eat up a lot of your day. Like just trying to plan like this day out, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, before I started Locale, I would go to a restaurant with a friend and we would, you know, we'd get there and our plan would be like, hey, like just come hang out with me, we'll get work done. And then you get there and like the seat that's open doesn't have an outlet, you know, or the Wi-Fi is down right? or, or there's no coffee stop spot nearby. And all of those little things as an entrepreneur, like they just slowly eat away at your day and you just end up not being very productive. So what the difference between this and, like what we're doing and someone just, you know, obviously like, Hey, like I could just go sit down at this restaurant. It's like, we are taking steps, you know, based on our knowledge of the co-working industry or just like what co-workers need from studying the people who have come into our physical space to make sure that all of the things that, you know, somebody would need to have a productive day, a productive and inspiring day are at the locations that we select. So that you're not, you know, scrounging for a charger or Wi-Fi is not fast enough or the coffee is either non-existent or not good. So it's funny because that's not typically the message that you get from co-working spaces. Like most spaces that are even inviting you to come out and work are basically like we have space, we have Wi-Fi, we have water. Like we're <laughs> right. riding the minimum. You can come work here. And that's going to be all that we do. And so taking that kind of and flipping it on its head to say, yeah, we're offering that, but we also want to offer community as the main point 
mm-hmm. is really different from the messaging that we normally receive from that kind of service. You know, like I said, just looking at what the things that people would ask us for, you know, when they would come into our space. It, I mean, it's, I, I definitely understand, you know, pe- uh, business getting to a point where it does need a physical space. But I just think that, you know, especially in some of the research that I've done, like before I even started, we even started Locale. It's just, I remember reading uh, an article in the Harvard Business Review, and they were saying that by, you know, 2040, 70% of the workforce was going to be remote. Um, wow. And just thinking about what that means for workers like does that mean that people are going to say oh okay well i'm going to go get a co-working space outside of my office you know just so i can get out of the house or are people just going to be looking for more interesting places to get things done that aren't necessarily traditional in office i think like i said providing a community and you know a, a trusted company that is making sure we have like a lineup of spaces in in different cities, not just in DC that you can go to and know that you have all these, these things that you need for your businesses. It's crucial. It's going to be crucial. When it comes to like entrepreneurs choosing space or kind of deciding where they're going to work, what is a common, I don't know, I'll say misstep that you see people running into when they're making the decision to say, okay, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to work out of my house anymore. What is my next step based on kind of the people that you see coming through locale and just the people in your own networks who are moving towards remote working that's outside of their home? Where do you feel like their first maybe stumbling block or obstacle comes in? I mean, it definitely depends on the person and what their work style is um you know some people like to work with music some people like to work in silence but um and it depends on the type of work you do like if you know you're going to be on the phone a lot like you have a lot of calls with clients you may have different needs as far as the space you know so like you may need a private place to take your phone calls but i i would say as far as a misstep like maybe just not thinking about Maybe some people don't think about all like how they're going to be working throughout the day and how um, the space they choose may interfere with that. Uh, okay. So basically just knowing I need a space, but I don't mm-hmm. know really what my work needs are to choose the right space. Yeah. And so you run a couple of businesses. You mm-hmm. are operating this one as a co-founder. And then obviously you run into entrepreneurs all the time, kind of in all lanes of your life. What is one thing that you would offer as advice to small business owners? Hire little fish. Do your account. <laughs> 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 no, um, I would say pace yourself, um, but do the work. You know, it's like, there's a lot of things like I have to do list on to do list on to do list. Like there are things that there's so many things that I know I need to get done, but you know, you can only do so much work in a day, you know, and, and separating like what's urgent from what's important, you know, and then, and then just doing it, like really setting aside the time and saying like, I'm going to put my blinders on and be productive for a certain amount of time. To me, that's, especially in this day and age, when you have, so many distractions and so many things that are like work related 
um, like as an entrepreneur, like, you know, you have to like market yourself, and, you know, and you're on Instagram and then you go down this like rabbit hole um, and you're looking at like <laughs> things that you're just interested in that don't have anything to do with work, but you're <laughs> on, you're on the platform. So you're like, well, I'm supposed to be on here because, you know, it just, there's this gray area, but you have to be very honest with yourself about like whether or not what you're doing is actually moving you forward and, and giving yourself time to play around because that's really like where some of my best insights have come from for businesses is just in that time when I was just giving myself time to play um, and think about things abstractly and not necessarily work. Good. I mean, I think that makes sense. And I don't think it's something that's said often enough, especially you know, when you see all of the push toward grind culture, but also this idea of like, solopreneuring um, mm-hmm. all of it by yourself you don't really need anyone it keeps your overhead down everything's good so right finding people to be like yeah you can only do so much and some things you need to hire out or get partnerships in and then the stuff that you have to do for yourself you still got to be careful about how you manage that time right right yeah it's just it really just is a time management thing i remember um it was a ted talk i was watching no, it wasn't a TED Talk. It was a, it was a conference I went to in New York, um, The Future of the Web Design. I don't know if they still do it. Um, this was in 2012. And I remember the, and this is something that a lot of like designers specifically have because we just burn out like creatively, you know, throughout the day. But we just, you know, we get into like a little lull or you know, it's like a designer's block, you know, writer's block version for designers or whatever. Basically, the way he structured his day was that he would um, he would work in these like 15 minute increments and he would just give him like literally set a timer order 15 minutes, set another timer and then just go like read or stretch or take a walk or, you know, get be on social media doing nothing productive for 15 minutes. And then he would, when time went on, he would come back to his work and work. And he just found that giving himself that break structured helped him be like super productive ah. when, in the, in the intervals where he was supposed to be working. He had like a graph that laid out his normal schedule. He was like, I'll come in and I'll spend the first like hour I'm in the office, like getting acclimated, making my coffee, talking to coworkers. And he just kind of monitored what he took stock in what he was doing throughout the day. And he was like, this is how much productive time I had. I've, I've explored that approach. Like some days I do it. And it, it does work because it doesn't make you feel like you're kind of like binge working. You know, it's more, it's a more structured approach, but ultimately, you know, it's about finding, you know, workflow that works best for you. That was definitely, a, that's definitely an interesting resource um, for a workflow that I found. I mean, just talking to another designer, it was very refreshing to hear that. And that, and I mean, to give some more advice, like it's always good to just ask, older people like peers but not peers but like people who are your senior in your field like hey like how did you solve this problem like you know because there's not really anything different too many things different that we're doing that people were doing in business you know 40 years ago so you know sometimes you got to get the cheat code from an older person on how to you know manage your day or to solve a problem No, that's helpful. And a reminder that we got to be intentional about how we build our schedules and our 
businesses and our really our lives in that way to make sure that we're accomplishing what we mean to without it feeling like it's, you know, a lot of people get scared that that really blocks their creativity if they make all this structure around. And it sounds like you need a bit of both really to be successful. Definitely. So what do you love most about what you're doing right now, really both inside and outside of locale? I just know that like from personal experience, just from like schlepping around, you know, Manhattan, you know, like trying to find a place to just like pop in and work. Um, then it can be a hassle to make plans to get out of your home and find interesting, productive, inspiring space with the right atmosphere. And it has the amenities that you need so that you're not constantly breaking up your work day. So I love that we are creating that for people and people really do love it. And they are like, we're getting more traffic now with the pop-ups than we were, uh, like just more of a variety of people. We had steady traffic, but like we're getting new faces every pop-up and that's always encouraging. I'm kind of a nerd. So like everything, I'm always going to talk about like some science article or something, but I remember reading um, a popular science article about crystals and the thing that really stood out to me was that he was saying when crystals form, like they take on the properties of the materials around them. And I've noticed that the same is true of a growing business, you know. So creating a nurturing environment for people is definitely the thing that I'm most passionate about. Um, so that as they grow, you know, they're we're putting them around people and resources that are really going to help them to grow into um, a good good business and, uh, and be like a whole person and not burn out and give them that, um, that good foundation. That is so important. Yeah, that, that's a really big deal. And we need more of this, more conversations, more spaces, more availability for people to interact with other people who are essentially going through similar things. It's just yeah. a, um how we're managing it. And I know as entrepreneurs, we work a lot in isolation. So having these opportunities to share dialogue with people who may have experience in the past and have advice on how to kind of maneuver through it or are experiencing it now is a really important piece that I think often gets overlooked. For sure. I mean, it, it can be incredibly lonely, like even if you have even if you have a business partner, it can it can just be lonely to do these things. And it's just nice to be to be around people who are, you know, kind of running with you, pushing you along, encouraging you, like, yeah, I'm going through the same thing, like, <laughs> you know, or just reminding you to do something. It can make because a lot of times like if you're doing these things in a vacuum or by yourself, like, is it my crazy? Like, do I need to be doing this or should I be spending as much time on X, Y, and Z and to find out that someone else is also struggling with the same thing? It can be reassuring in a way. I'm not going to say all of my friends are entrepreneurs, but the friends that I spend the most time with are entrepreneurs because you just there's just a, a, another connection that you have with them because you're going through the same thing and your schedules are a little are usually the same too. So thank you very much for coming on. We're really excited to have had you talk to us today. Why don't you let the people know where they can find you and find out more about Locale and what's upcoming? 
You can find me on Instagram, Stephen L.A. Miller, S-T-P-H-E-N. Um, you can find Locale on Instagram as well, Locale works, at Locale Workspace. And if you go to www.localeworkspace.com, you can click on the calendar and you can see all of our information about all our upcoming pop-ups. Thanks again. We'll be in touch soon. All right, you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, there's good news. We've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting.